Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. It was World War II. General George S. Patton was revisiting the small French town of Bourg. He had established the first army tank school during World War I there. All the townspeople came out to greet him, and the town mayor led him around the old stomping grounds. Memories came flooding back. At one point, the mayor stopped and began to weep. Patton couldn't understand why a grown man was suddenly crying in front of him. Patton was a tough son of a gun. He was driven, action-oriented, do or die. He spoke his mind and didn't care who heard him. His determination was legendary, even infamous. Although he never garnered true favor amongst his military peers, he was the man whom the top Nazi brass feared most over any other Allied commander. Even Hitler referred to him as that crazy cowboy general. In World War I, Patton was promoted to the rank of lieutenant colonel and placed in charge of the United States' 1st Provisional Tank Brigade. He ordered that no U.S. tank be surrendered to the enemy during battle. During the Meuse-Argonne Offensive, Patton himself led a group of tanks on foot into battle, five miles into German lines. They ran into machine gun fire, but he led the charge unflinching. He was wounded for the first and only time in his military career, the bullet striking him on the posterior. The doctor who later treated him called it a miracle, for the angle of the bullet when it hit should have crippled him. Patton literally walked away from the injury. This was a man who believed in achieving honor through loyalty, action, and sacrifice. Few know that he was a competitor in the pentathlon events during the 1912 Summer Olympics in Stockholm, in which he placed fifth. The pentathlon, which is no longer an Olympic event today, included 25-meter pistol shooting, a 300-meter swim, fencing, a 5,000-meter steeplechase on horseback, and a 4,000-meter cross-country foot race. Competing athletes had to have a high degree of dexterity, pinpoint accuracy, strength in speed and maneuvering, and endurance. It's no surprise that Patton did well in such an event. Probably his most notable accomplishment was in World War II. During the Battle of the Bulge, 250,000 German soldiers amassed at the weakest point of the Allied lines in the Ardennes a forest located between Belgium and Luxembourg. In the dead of winter, Patton's troops managed to move from the front lines of battle up to Bastogne, Belgium, and relieve pinned-down Allied troops, helping push the German army out of the area. Back in Borg, the town mayor finally paused to explain his sudden burst of tears. When Patton and his troops left the town in World War I, the mayor had failed to inform him about the death of one of his soldiers. He insisted that he escort Patton to the gravesite, which the locals continued to maintain. Patton disliked not knowing when his men were killed. Yes, he was clearly tough on his troops. The media had a field day when they learned he once slapped around a couple of privates for being treated for shell shock or battle fatigue. Medical conditions such as these were make-believe in Patton's mind. But he had the utmost respect for the men serving under him, especially those who were wounded. 
he ensured his men were cared for, being well known for obtaining hard-to-get supplies for his soldiers on the battlefield. When Patton died, he wanted to be buried alongside them. As he put it in his own words, The soldier is the army. No army is better than its soldiers. The soldier is also a citizen. In fact, the highest obligation and privilege of citizenship is that of bearing arms for one's country. Before going to see the gravesite in Borg, Patton discreetly confirmed with his entourage that no soldiers were killed during his previous stay there. Now confident that he didn't miss something as important as the death of one of his men, he amused the mayor and acquiesced to his request. The mayor led Patton to the gravesite. There, he looked down on a small mound of packed dirt. Something was definitely buried there. Upon the mound, someone had inserted a stick with a small sign attached to it. The sign read, Abandoned Rear. Patton thanked the mayor for bringing him to see the fallen troop, but chose not to correct him. He knew that if he did, the mayor and townspeople would be utterly embarrassed. They thought they were looking at a makeshift cross honoring a fallen GI. Instead, the sign was describing another type of content buried in the hole beneath it. The covered hole beneath it was an old latrine pit. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener. <laughs>